It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. We're following every single Panthers game. I go live on our YouTube channel. If you ever miss a live show, that's okay. You can always check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show there and be sure to follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where every single friday i answer your weekly friday mailbag questions here on the show to participate in this week's edition of the weekly friday mailbag on locked on panthers either at me or dm me on twitter at julian council today's episode of locked on panthers is presented by prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy Pick two to five players if they score more or less in their prize picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 of promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I want to get into um, the news about Baker Mayfield starting that was a surprise to me, and I'm sure a lot of you, on Monday morning. But first, I really feel compelled to... uh, Speak on what happened in Charlottesville, Virginia on Sunday night. I had seen reports Sunday before going to bed that there was a uh, a shooter on the campus of University of Virginia and waking up Monday morning and finding out that it involved several members of the University of Virginia football team. Now, how does this relate to the Carolina Panthers and the NFL podcast? Not so much, but just personally, I feel like you guys come up here every day or whenever you do to kind of listen to what I have to say about this team, also maybe because you care about the Panthers, but also maybe because you like me and want to hear how I feel about this team. And certainly it's all a football community. And anyone who knows me, if you listen to me, you know, like I love college football, Carolina fan. Grew up going to games at Chapel Hill with my parents. Was in Winston-Salem on Saturday night to watch Tar Heels earn the Coastal Division title against Wake Forest. Awesome game, awesome atmosphere. Was in Durham earlier this season. It's been really a great season to see Carolina play. And with that, I also love the ACC, and I've always loved ACC football, and you can mock it for being terrible and not being as great as the SEC. I don't care. I love the ACC. I've always enjoyed watching college football. Saturdays have always went way more to me than Sundays, and because of that, that's why I really feel like on this Monday, as I'm recording this on Monday evening, it's really weighed on me just thinking about those young men who lost their lives and how precious all of this is and just how heartbreaking it is. I mean, I hate the University of Virginia. They're North Carolina's oldest rival when it comes to football, the South's oldest rivalry. I want to beat Virginia every year. Every single year, I want to beat that team. But, man, it just makes you just understand even more. Another example, and we have this happen all the time with gun violence, and I'm not going to sit here and grandstand and act like make this some sort of political issue. 
but we see this happen a lot. And I think it affects all of us differently every time we have it. You know, thinking about a couple of years ago when there was a shooting up at UNC Charlotte, of course, that impacted plenty of people in that university's community. Community, But I mean, as me, someone who grew up in the area, who grew up going to Charlotte 49er basketball games, and Bobby Lutz was there, and now a major in sporting that university and always having love for that university, even though it's not one that I attended or my parents attended, but one that certainly being here in Charlotte, I cared about and been able to have great relationships with a lot of people up there who work there now and who have worked there in the past, especially Will Healy, the former football coach there. And, you know, just tough to see that. And I was in Nashville back when there was that shooting at the Waffle House, and I was right down the road from where the radio station wanted 2.5, the game I worked at in Nashville was, and that certainly weighed on me for a while. There's been other ones where, remember those two TV reporters in Virginia being shot by a former colleague, and it happens all the time. So, you know, sometimes you don't really think about it in a way you get desensitized from it, and other times, like today, at least for me, I think about it because it just feels like it hits home because it's, I love the ACC, I love college football, and just to think about just those three young men, and then there's two other students who have been also injured, one of them in stable condition, the other one was in critical condition from the last time I saw, and there's also some rumors that they might be affiliated. I don't, I, I don't want to get into it until it's officially come out, but when I saw that it was Liddell, Lavelle Davis Jr., who I, I watched that kid play, he's phenomenal. He had torn ACL missed last season. He's been injured the last couple of weeks. When I first saw that, I was like, damn. Like, I know who that guy is. I don't know him, but I know who that guy is as far as, like, a player. And then to also see Deshaun Perry and then even here locally where this is where it really hits is to see Devin Chandler who played at Huff High School, went to University of Wisconsin, then transferred to Virginia in the spring to hear that someone from our own community who grew, who played high school at Huff and was from Huntersville was one of those victims, you know, it brings it even closer to home. So it's not just, you know, that's football. It's in a way ACC, whatever it is. It's just someone from our home who might have been a Panthers fan who lost her life. So I don't know. Just all day it's been pretty tough just thinking about it. Don't, like I said, I, I feel like because of my relationship, loving the ACC and college football and having been someone from the area who lost their lives tragically, maybe that's why it's hit me more than some of the other things that have happened. But, uh, yeah, it's tough. And I just felt like coming up here with this platform I have, I don't – me saying these words is not going to change anything, but I just feel like for me personally, I just need to kind of get this off my chest because I've been thinking about it all day. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we sit here, we bitch and moan about this stupid football team, but, you know, there's obviously things that mean way more. And I'm sure Virginia fans are upset about how the season's gone under Tony Elliott, but certainly things brought into perspective last night and, of course, this morning when we got the news about what happened there. So just want to say that before moving on. So I'll take a quick pause here. We'll get into, you know, who's going to be quarterback and whole merry-go-round and all that shit we like to complain about here briefly um, on Locked on Panthers. But before I do that, today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by friends over at Prize Picks. Pick two to five players. If you score more or less in your Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. This includes the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college ball, men's and women's college basketball. Also, soccer with the World Cup coming up here shortly. Tennis, cricket, and so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and north of the border in Canada. Download the Price Picks app to go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match with $100 of promo code locked on. 
If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Price Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 when you download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com today. If you've thought about securing your home of home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Panthers listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring you agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system that I, Julian Council, recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Okay, so let's actually talk Panthers. And sorry for the kind of sad start to the show, just something I just really need to say. And this was going to be my outlet to get it out. So if you need to skip through, that's totally fine. I understand. But uh, let's get into the Carolina Panthers as, buddy, we got another starting quarterback. Once again, Baker Mayfield started the first five games of the season. Then it was P.J. Walker the next Five And now it will be Baker Mayfield once again as the Carolina Panthers head to Baltimore on Sunday to face off against the Baltimore Ravens. And how did this happen? We didn't know P.J. Walker was getting injured. We didn't hear anything about that. Well, apparently over the weekend, P.J. Walker had an MRI on his ankle and it revealed a high ankle sprain. And Steve Wilkes does not expect P.J. to go on IR, but he had to do what was best for the team. And with the limited mobility, he felt like the best thing for the Panthers was for P.J. Walker to sit out this week and for Baker Mayfield to be the starting quarterback and Sam Darnold, the backup quarterback. When did this injury occur? Because with Baker, we saw that he got rolled up on in the 49ers game. With Sam, we saw he got rolled up on right before the end of the first half in the Bills game in week three of the preseason. With P.J., we didn't see it happen. Apparently it happened. The Panthers didn't. Reported as an injury, which I think is like against NFL rules. PJ gutted out, and then we find out on Monday morning that, yeah, PJ is not going to be good to go come Sunday because Steve Wilkes is uh, trying to do what's best for the team. And PJ, when speaking to reporters on Monday morning, said that his ankle is about 50, 55%. He expects to be back next week. We'll see how that goes. But I certainly was surprised by this news. I'm sure you're surprised, and I'm sure your number one question is. Why Baker when we could lose a fourth-round pick in 2024 if he plays 70% of the offensive snaps? How could this happen? Why not Sam Darnold? Good question. (laughs) I'm sure you're freaking out about it. I have people ask me, great question. This is what Steve Wilkes had to say. Because Sam Darnold just got off of the 21-day period designated to return from IR, He has not gotten enough reps to where Steve Wilkes is comfortable playing him on Sunday afternoon. So doing what's best for the team, not playing a quarterback who has limited mobility. Doing what's best for the team, not playing a quarterback who has not even been available until a week ago. So that's where we're at at this point in time. And looking at pro football reference, 
You can see the snap counts for every single player in position throughout the season. Baker Mayfield has played 54.12% of the quarterback snaps this year. P.J. Walker has played 44.67% of the quarterback snaps. Now you're asking, well, Julian, that doesn't add 100%. Um, Jacob Eason, remember him? He was just recently cut from the practice squad a week ago. He played 1.20% of the snaps at quarterback this season. So even if Baker, who's going to play this Sunday, even if Baker plays the entirety of the game, don't think the math's going to add up to him being over 70% of the snaps. We'll see what happens with PJ as he progresses through the course of this week and next and whether he'll be good to go. It's going to be yet another question going into the week. It seems every single week we were asking questions about quarterbacks. Early on in the season, Baker Mayfield, why is this offense clicking? Why is Baker having balls batted down? What's the issue here? Then P.J. Walker, okay, well, they didn't let him throw the football. Why is that? Did they not trust P.J.? When Baker, Sam's healthy, does that mean they're going to come in? Then P.J. looks good. Then we're asking, hey, what if P.J. Walker turns out to be the guy? Then P.J. posts a 0.0 rating, gets benched, and Baker plays well in the second half. Then we're asking, okay, do we play Baker again? Does Sam have a chance? Turns out it's still P.J. P.J. executed. Steve looks, he expected him to start. And then come Monday morning, P.J. Walker is injured, and it's Baker Mayfield. Sam Darnold is the backup. The merry-go-round of quarterback suck. We continue to go on here in Carolina. And I will commend Baker like I have been doing. The guy has sat back. He's taken notes, literally, for P.J. Walker in the middle of games. He sat there. He's headbutted his teammates. He's celebrated, and he's been a good teammate. He has not sat there. He's not pouted. He has not had things leaked through the media. He has been a good teammate. He said all the right things. All he wants to do is win. Of course, of course the man has to be pissed off that he's not the starting quarterback. Sam Darnold probably feels the same way as well. Of course, they're competitors. Baker's going to show it more outwardly than Sam's going to show it, but everyone wants to play. Everyone wants to compete. Everyone wants to have a chance to win. And everyone wants to lead their team, especially a quarterback, wants to lead their team to victory. So, of course, Baker Mayfield has not been happy about the situation. But now, Baker has an opportunity to show Steve Wilkes and the Panthers and the rest of the league that he can still be a good quarterback when called upon. So it's a very important start for Baker Mayfield and his career trajectory. Going to the season... Baker failing, I would have had a hard time seeing an NFL team wanting to sign up for Baker as their backup quarterback, just knowing all the preconceived notions that they have about his attitude and all the biases that people have built up since Baker has entered the National Football League. Didn't hear these issues back in college at Oklahoma. But once he got to the NFL, all we've heard about is Baker Mayfield and whether he has the right temperament to be a starting quarterback. Sam Darnold certainly has it, but he doesn't have it on the field. And Baker has not shown it consistently enough on the field that he has what it takes to be a franchise guy. But now the way that he has at least handled himself and carried himself over the last couple weeks – I feel like an NFL team next season, maybe here, we'll see, would be interested in having Baker Mayfield on their roster because he has the experience of having taken the team to the playoffs. He's had his moments, but also he's shown this year that he can sit back and be a good teammate. And that is not a question moving forward, at least from what I have seen. We People thought the same thing about at Cam Newton. And we saw what Cam Newton did last year. Coming in, being a good teammate, trying to help out this team. And being supportive of Sam when Sam became a starting quarterback in week 17 and 18 at New Orleans and at Tampa. But yet Cam didn't get another opportunity. And there's plenty of other reasons behind that. Probably his age and his health. But Baker, now he's in a position to play on Sunday. Maybe he can hold on to the job. And as I've said to y'all, 
uh, at least yesterday I was saying, hey, looks like Steve Wilkes. I mean, he says all these things, but what is he showing us? He's showing us that he trusts P.J. Walker. Well, Baker goes out there and lights it up against Baltimore in an important road game where the Panthers have yet to win on the road and against a very good team. They have not won a game outside the NFC South. Maybe Steve Wilkes is like, all right, Baker, that's my guy moving forward because he gives us the best chance to win. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. Of course, there's a thought from above that maybe Tepper, really, I don't know if Scott Fitter is going to do this, but David Tepper could come in and say, hey, got to sit him down. But Tepper's also the guy who wants the winning football team. So if they're winning with Baker, we'll see how it plays out. But yet another week we're going to be asking on Monday, hey, Steve, who's your starting quarterback going into Sunday? So excited to continue the conversation about the starting quarterback. Now, there's also a conversation that has arose about the issue of the field turf at Bank of America Stadium as not one, not two, but all three of the quarterbacks that have – well, four, but all three quarterbacks that at least we've talked about here during the regular season have all suffered a high ankle sprain on that turf. Do we have a turf issue here in Carolina? It sounds like that's what we're trying to say. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Can we please pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you are got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new reimagined flavors. Cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. Also, they have white chocolate peppermint granola for the holiday season. It's Built's take on the granola bar. It's so more filling and still insanely tasty. And also, candy cane brownie puffs built puffs are like biting into the universe's most delicious cloud first off for anyone who has not tried a built bar yet what are you doing they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built they're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100 percent real chocolate 17 grams of protein and shockingly low sugar and calories only 130 calories folks just sink your teeth into the first bite and it'll change your life forever i'm not kidding there will be a time before you try these new Built Bar flavors and the magical, wonderful time afterwards, which I'm living in. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. Can't answer that question because they're all unbelievable, and I love every single one of them. That's why it's important to order a mix box where you can try all five flavors for yourself. you got to try this right now. Get 15% off your order right now by using code LOCK15 at Built.com. That's code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Do the Carolina Panthers have a issue with the field turf there at Bank of America Stadium? You, me, and plenty of people were not thrilled with the idea of David Tepper here in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina, deciding to get rid of the natural grass field and put down field turf. Now, David Tepper, what he wanted to do was bring more events here to Charlotte, like we've seen with Billy Joel, Elton John, Garth Brooks, and all these other concerts that I would never go see. Rolling Stones as well, but y'all have enjoyed it, so great. He's packed it out. He's brought more events to the stadium. He's brought music to Charlotte. Before David Tepper, we never had music, so thank you so much, Daddy Tepper, for bringing us music here to poor old Charlotte, where we didn't even know 
Turns out we were living in a town in Footloose until you came here and saved us. So thank you so much, David Tepper, for that. Now with that, he also has brought MLS. So we have concerts now. We have the Mayo Bowl. We have the kickoff game before the season, the ACC title game. Go Heels. Can't wait for December 3rd. You're going down, Clemson. We got that going on, MLS. And, of course, the Panthers play 10 games or 9 or 8. What is it? 9 or 10 games a year based off of their schedule as far as the preseason. Whatever. They play a ton of events. So, like, 17 home games, 10 Panther games, and then maybe a couple concerts. Like, 30 events now a year compared to, like, basically, what, 8 eight or nine that we used to have before, I guess 10, the preseason that we used to have before um, with Jerry Richardson when he was the owner here in Carolina. So, yes, I understand where he's coming from, that when you have more events, it is easier and more cost-effective, of course, for a billionaire, by the way, second richest owner in the NFL, to have a field turf field. It makes it easier to paint and all that kind of stuff. So I get where he's coming from there in a way. But still... Remember when David Tepper told us when he fired Ron Rivera four weeks left in the season and uh, on his day off, which was jacked up, that he never wanted to put this team in a competitive disadvantage? Well, he did that by hiring Matt Rule, as we know, and allowing them to do what they did at quarterback. But he's also, in a way, doing that with the field turf. Now, can you assign blame to the injuries that Baker, PJ, and Sam have suffered to the field turf? I don't think I would do that. Uh, we saw Sam Darnold got rolled up on. Against Buffalo, not quite sure how a grass field is going to prevent that from happening. Same thing with Baker when he got rolled up on. Not really sure how a grass field is going to prevent his ankle from doing what it did. P.J. Walker didn't see the injury. We have seen, though, J.C. Horn hurt his foot, non-contact injury last year. We had Shaq Thompson talk about how when in Dallas when he suffered a foot injury, how that was played a role also on that field turf. We've seen Emmanuel Mosley, the corner for the San Francisco 49ers blow out his knee this year on this exact same turf. And, of course, we saw Zane Gonzalez slipped on the turf when it was wet and rainy in that Week 3 game against Buffalo, and he's missed the entirety of the season because of it. So we've seen examples outside of the quarterback injuries of this field turf not being great. And the NFLPA has come out and placed statements saying that we want field turf. They have shown the data that far more injuries are likely with field turf than with grass. It's football. It's a naturally dangerous game. The last thing you want to add is these non-contact injuries that are occurring because of this artificial surface. They could even do what they do in England, where they have a hybrid version of field turf and grass. It's a, it's a hybrid version. It's not natural grass. They have, a, they have a grass hybrid. Maybe you could invest in that, but it's very expensive. And as we know, David Tepper seems to be a penny pusher. David Tepper wanted the quarterback, but when it came to, you know, money with Deshaun Watson, decided, actually, I don't want to spend that money. Don't think it was a bad decision, but it's just interesting. The guy who tries to use all his money for a competitive advantage went cheap on the grass, went cheap on that quarterback, and, of course, couldn't pay for his own damn health in HQ down there in Rock Hill, and now we're dealing with this. Hey, that's David Tepper. Again, Daddy Tepper, thank you so much for the music. I didn't even know what it was until you got here to Charlotte. Woe was me my entire life until you came here. I don't think I can assign it to these injuries, but it's something worth looking at. And DJ Morris told David Tepper, and the players have said this before the season, like we told him, like, hey, we would rather play on grass. Tepper doesn't care. Unless, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it would take. Would it take finally getting a franchise quarterback and seeing that guy blow out his knee on that turf for him to decide that, okay, yeah, I, I get it now. Not quite sure. But that's certainly a conversation that came up. And by the way, the quarterback injuries, Matt Corral, done for the season. Sam 
now available, was available last week as well. Baker missed time. PJ's now going to miss time. It's funny, Matt Rule, we were asking him back in the, the offseason during the spring, during uh, not the spring, but during uh, training camp, hey, how many quarterbacks are you going to keep? Obviously, he was going to keep three had uh, Matt Crowell not gotten injured. But it was like, hey, he kept throwing out the stat of teams that had to play different starting quarterbacks last year, and the Panthers, of course, were one of them, and how he's going to keep three quarterbacks. Well, it's we've now seen the need for multiple guys on this roster here in Carolina this season, and even moving forward with P.J. whenever he's back, and then with Sam, we'll see how that plays out, of course, with Baker starting on Sunday against the Ravens. Uh, a couple other things. Speaking of the Ravens, Panthers opened – as 13-point road underdogs against Baltimore. Uh, 44 is the over-under there. So uh, I don't imagine the Panthers are going to be scoring very many points against the Ravens defense. That's typically great. And also another rushing attack that they're going to have to be primed and ready for. Dante Jackson, excuse me, officially went on IR on Monday. So he's now for the season. Expect guys like Tay Hayes, as we talked about yesterday, along with Keith Taylor and C.J. Henderson to have to step up and play much better for the Carolina Panthers in that secondary second year in a row. The secondary has been banged up heading into the second half of the season. Of course, three straight years for Dante Jackson, who's dealt with a turf toe injury, groin last year, and now an Achilles and an ankle this year. That's kept him out of the season and made him miss the remainder of it late in November. And one other thing, too. Interesting practice squad. Addition, Panthers have been, of course, week in and week out. They've been just flipping around their practice squads. Some guys have been consistent. Other guys have not been. Uh, but Derek King, a former quarterback at the University of Miami, but also, more notably, if you've listened to me before, back on it was on WFNZ, used to play at Houston. You know also who played at Houston? This guy, Kyle Allen, who you sickos used to tell me was a franchise quarterback here in Carolina. How did that work out? Well, Kyle Allen back at Houston, the University of Houston, that is, couldn't beat out a guy named Kyle Postma. Don't know where he's doing now. He's probably a plumber. And, of course, De'Eric King, who went on to be fairly successful for a year at Miami before dealing with injuries last year. King in here, very mobile quarterback. I imagine he's going to simulate the practice squad as Lamar Jackson. And then past that, I don't really think there's going to be a future for him, especially as a quarterback here in Carolina or really anywhere else. We'll see. Um, very curious to see how his career pans out. But he is definitely here this week to be the Lamar Jackson so this defense can be ready to go and uh, be as best as, as ready they can go to be as ready as possible. There we go. Against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday there at m Banks Stadium. Okay, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted again by yours truly, Julian Council. Y'all, be sure to follow the show, subscribe to the show, all that stuff over on YouTube. Check out all the live episodes there and be sure to check out the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe to it. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. To everyone who you know that you love, that you love them. And as always, keep pounding and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 